oh, you, like, are like, oh, Clark, she's the best thing in the whole world. And then when you get to, like, ten, you're like, oh, but did you know that she's a terrible, horrible murderer? And Jordan was like, yes, I did learn those things about Murphy, and he's still my favorite. I love that you're equating Clark and Santa Claus to Jordan. <laughs> They're just, like, the same sort of level of legend for him. Hello, and welcome to Why the 100 podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 29-year-old journalist from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Tania, where I can be found attempting to be interesting and talking about my cat. And if we were in a situation where, like, we got to, like, reincarnate into a new body and we got to pick whose body it would be, Tessa Thompson. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. Because she's beautiful, she's badass, she's so strong. I just, I love her. So I just want to be her. Thank you. And my name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 24-year-old actor and drama instructor. I like brooding anti-heroes, feminist agendas. I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the 100 script on Twitter. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. And um, I have a question about our fun fact. Oh, okay. Sure. Go ahead. Um, does everyone know that I've taken over this person's body? Like, yes. Like, Delilah knows yes. that she, like, everyone knows that Delilah is turning into Priya? Yeah, Tessa Thompson was like, yeah, sure, you can do that. I got consent. Okay. You have to have consent. See, that changes things Unless for me. Unless it's a dead person, then that's okay. Well, it changes things for me because I feel like well, the person that I would choose is Taylor Swift. Okay. But I feel like all of Taylor Swift's fans would then hate me because Taylor Swift is, like, dead now. Okay, so what if, Because they know that I took over for Taylor Swift and they'd be like, who are you? You know, so I want to choose somebody, like, random. Okay, so if you could be a clone then. Okay. You could be Taylor's clone and you put your consciousness into the clone. Well, like, or... And Taylor still exists and you're a clone. Right. That's fine. Yeah. But, like, if they... If I could take over Taylor Swift's body but nobody knew that I did it and it was just me, then there would just be, like, an Avril Lavigne types conspiracy theory going on oh my god i, d- I don't see a set I, I don't see that okay so i mean basically my answer is taylor swift i'm just a little bit worried about the repercussions of um, all of her fans hating me i see i see and you you don't like <clears throat> to be hated so i mean sure does anyone i guess james charles dicey listen <laughs> take it down a couple notches <laughs> we're not about the beauty community right now that's all britney britney's uh, her whole life for the past like five days I ha- i'm an entertainment journalist i, I don't know. know if you knew that Today we have words to say about episode 603 of the 100, The Children of Gabriel. Okay, so first, as always, toot or boot. Toot? Yeah, toot. I really liked the episode. I'm continuing to really like, I love the world building and everything. I'm just like, "Mm, toot. Do you want to talk about thoughts from listeners now? Oh boy, do we ever have a lot of thoughts from listeners. I love our listeners. They're so smart. We have a lot of them. And after we talk about all of them, we have an announcement about Thoughts from Listeners. It's a so, good thing. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, it's, it's, it's chill. We're not getting rid of Thoughts from Listeners. We love it so much. We're going to make it even cooler. Yeah. Let's start on SoundCloud. <laughs> if I was Shane Madea, I'd say, let's go to Gramtown. But we don't have anything from Instagram, so that doesn't help us. Is that Shane's last name? Shane Madea. M-A-D-E-J. Oh, Madea. interesting. There were a couple things on SoundCloud where it was just people r- correcting us, which, which we, we appreciate. Mean, yeah. Yeah, like, in no world are we like, okay, thanks, like, it's very helpful. Um, For example, we got a few people telling us from 601 that uh, Octavia woke up faster because there was a dialysis dialysis machine happening, and that's why Octavia woke up faster from the coma. Oh, duh. Thank you. Um, And then we had another one from... 
Chitterkins. Cheaterkins. That's cute. I don't know what, I like how it. to pronounce it. But um, okay. they got back to us about another thing that we said last episode. They found out that it was one of their knives that killed Wells, not the grounders. It had JM carved into it, so Clark assumed that since the knife belonged to Murphy, he was the one who killed Wells. She wanted to confront him. Bellamy wanted to keep it quiet because rightly or wrongly, being afraid of the grounders was helping build the fence faster. But Clark went ahead and confronted Murphy in front of everyone, and since Murphy was being an asshole, the group turned on him pretty quickly, and the mob tried to string him up. Clark realized it was getting out of hand and tried to get to stop, but Bellamy didn't do anything. He blamed Clark in that moment, too, telling her it was on her. Was it Clark's fault? No. Did Clark do something she thought was right without realizing the consequences? Basically her MO. Oh, okay. This makes way more sense. Yeah. Okay. I forgot a lot of season one. I'm going to be real with you. Yeah. I spent a lot of season one focused on, um, this guy. Cabby? Yeah, don't worry about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so thank you so much to Chitterkins. Yeah, that was really helpful. back to us about that. Oh, and they also said it took them 75 years because the Allegis 4 ship had been damaged when the prisoners took it. That's why it took Allegis 4 so long to get back to Earth when the original mission was supposed to be 24 years total. These are- So my math is wrong. I don't know. Okay. These are details that we missed and that's why we have all of you. This is so helpful. To remind us about these details. Okay. This, um, this makes more sense. Also, uh, Subatomic Fox, who also comments on some of our Riverdale stuff, mm-hmm. mentioned a couple other th- reasons why Murphy might dislike Clark. Oh my god. Oh, this is gonna be bad. Or that time I got tortured for info about Clark, then abandoned by Clark to an unstable child murderer who raped me, then imprisoned again, then got talked into rescuing Clark. Ugh. Yeah. I, if you could see both of our faces right now, we're making the Chrissy Teigen cringe face, which yeah. is, ugh. Yeah. So. Um, but we have we have Clark and Murphy thoughts later. Yeah. I mean, we love them both, yeah. obviously. But yeah, you can see the damage they've done to each other. Yeah. Um, and now we've got some stuff from Twitter. Um, I love that site. Some, so we've got a l- some longer things and some shorter things. So I'm just going to do the shorter ones. Um, uh, do the, yeah, do the shorter ones first. first. Yeah. Um, so our friend at Lisa Powell 92, who we know from Unity Days. Aloha. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, hey, at the aficionados, I think the Sanctum people were alerted that Maddie was woken up and that's why they suspected it was someone else in the suit. They didn't know Raven was out there, but they probably thought it was Maddie wearing the suit. That makes more sense. So alas, their numbers. If Dioza had been the only one to wake up and they knew that it was only Dioza, then maybe their plan sh- could yeah, have actually worked. If they but wouldn't have all died. Yeah. They did not think that through. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you to Lisa for Thank getting messages about that. Um, and and Penny at P Shepherd twenty three. Uh, do y'all think the bugs could be something similar to the gas that the mountain men used? Like the bugs aren't real; they are man made slash electronic, or bugs that could be enhanced, similar oh. to drug used in Reaper program, or they are just affected from the eclipse. Okay, I think two things can be true. I think it could be that they're just affected by the eclipse, but like this black mirror esque like weaponized bees thing. I'm nuts about that mm-hmm. idea. I think that's really cool, and it's clear they have some kind of weird technology that we have no knowledge of it's very hunger games tracker jackers tracker jackers yeah Yeah. oh yeah i guess that black mirror episode basically was tracker jackers wasn't it Mm. okay yeah um let's hold on to that theory and revisit it in a couple episodes because i think that's a really good theory yeah and our friend drew Hi Drew. Drew, who we have had on the Lost Pod, mm-hmm. who's our bud, um, at the Drew Koenig, and it is Koenig and not Koenig because I know him and we're friends. <laughs> so don't try and correct me on his own last name. Okay, he says, and this is actually just a DM that he sent us. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but he did actually end up writing a whole article about this concept mm-hmm. um, that we will retweet so that everybody can read it. Yeah. So I just finished listening to your The 100 podcast and I had a thought about Echo killing Costia. So I started thinking about why they quasi reveal this now when there are probably very few people on the show that would actually care at this point, which is what I brought up when yes, we were talking about it. The only thing I can really come up with other than Clark, who'd probably be upset that this fricked with Lexa, I say fricked because I'm swearing, mm, 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 mm. Uh, is so that Maddie can find out down the road and by extension through the flame, some for- form of Lexa will know too. The more I think about it, the more I am kind of fascinated by why, by what Maddie's hypothetical reaction would be. We know that Lexa to some extent lives on with Maddie, but I'm interested in what extent exactly. What I imagine is something close to that episode of The Good Place where Chidi is explaining that his alternate timelines romance with Ellen isn't relevant to him because that's not him where Maddie can say that happened to a part of me but not actually me. I love that idea mm-hmm. because like it- it'll bring Maddie perspective on who Lexa was what it's like to lose people even more than Charity understands yeah. and it gives Echo a little bit of backstory and it gives Echo and Clark something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah I like this a lot. Yes I stand by that that's a very cool headcanon. You don't think it, it'll come to fruition? If it does, very cool. But I get the sense that it's kind of just like an Easter egg for all of us to headcanon. That's fair. Because it was very, it was very, very quiet. Like not a lot of people would have paid attention to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless okay. you're people who listen to this podcast. Okay. In which you're like crazy <laughs> about the show and you're going to go off and find every single detail. That, that that's makes sense. That sounds like us. Um, and then lastly, we have one from our friend King's Token. Noise. 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 Um, and these were some of their thoughts on the 601 podcast. So it's about uh, Kane and Octavia. Okay. Okay. Thoughts on the 601 pod. I agree with Brittany that that everything Octavia and Kane said was true and valid, but the timing is the problem. Octavia was angry at Bellamy for leaving her in cryo, but she couldn't confront him because he was gone. So she thought, who is another person who used to care about me that I can vent my hurt and anger out on? Oh, I know. Okay. Kane. Yep. <laughs> This is beside the fact that Kane just got out of life-saving surgery and is a very fragile condition. Octavia could have saved that discussion for later, but she didn't, because to Octavia, her needs come first. Her selfishness and lack of empathy in that scene was chilling, especially when it was clear that Kane was possibly dying. The fact that she can't put aside her anger in Kane's dying moments is frankly disturbing. This is Kane, the man who held her as Lincoln died, her friend and advisor of several years, and she just stands there uncaring as Abby screams for Nyla. Also, her bringing up Kane's past didn't come from a good place. It wasn't like like, let's have a frank discussion. No, she threw his past in his face because she knew it would cause him pain and would make her feel strong temporarily. Yep. When it comes to Octavia, I sometimes wonder if we are following the backstory of a villain. It is hard to know because they went there in season five, but then they pulled back from it. I'm interested in seeing where she goes, but I find it extremely hard to like Octavia. Kane and Octavia's extremely broken relationship makes me sad. Sorry for the really long tweet thread. thread. I didn't mean for it to be long this long, but I have a lot of feelings about that scene. I agree with all of that. Like, mm-hmm. it hurts my heart to see that sort of thing happen, but I think that Octavia, if she will be redeemed, it's gonna be difficult. Mm-hmm. Because I think the show is more interested in exploring, like, if Octavia's morality is a spectrum, and not so much good and evil, but just sort of redemptive and non-redemptive, she's closer to, oh, I don't know about this, than she is to, say, if you were going to compare her to Abby or Kane. Abby, who for some people is close to being, you know, non-redemptive because of her drug addiction. Um, I don't have anything to say about that that is chill. Um, But with Kane, he's like, he's basically at redemption. 
you know? So for Octavia to be, and the show is more interested in exploring the more antagonistic side of her, I don't know how much farther they can take her and redeem her to the audience. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a lot of people be like, you know, the audience treats Octavia terribly, like, you know, Octavia this, Octavia that, like, she's the one who needs help and everyone's treating her badly. And I'm like, did you miss how the audience treated Abby or how the audience treated Jasper? Mm. This is how it is. Yeah. People watch this show with a black or white lens. You're either good or bad. If you don't watch it that way, then you are somehow stupid. And the sh that's so annoying because the show is like, literally, maybe there are no good guys. Yeah. Like, it's not all black and white. That's the whole point of the show is that everybody is in a shade of gray. Yeah. The whole, the whole show. Yeah. <laughs> But we live in a really polarized society and I think that's done a lot of good, but I think it's also really changed the way that people interpret media. I mean, look at what's happening with Game of Thrones right now. Mm -hmm. It was either the pinnacle of television and now it's the worst thing ever made. And it's like, what if it's just somewhere in the middle? What if it was good and it's not ending well? You know, same with How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother when How I Met Your Mother was good, it was so good. Mm -hmm. And the finale was garbage. But in the middle, it came out just kind of in the middle, mm -hmm. you know? So with Octavia, I think that people have to interpret her character as maybe she's a little antagonistic right now. Maybe she won't come back from that. Does that make her a horrible person? Depends on who you ask. Mm -hmm. But for me, I want to keep watching her. Yeah. I want to see what she does next. I'm interested in Octavia as someone who has no moral cent center or compass anymore. Mm -hmm. That's that on that. <laughs> so thank you so much to everybody who sent us in thoughts from listeners this week. And also last week, we brought in a couple from there as well. An announcement about thoughts from listeners, Hell though. Yeah. Um, we have found that, especially on this podcast, because this is our most successful podcast, um, we get a lot of thoughts from listeners. And it's hard to figure out when somebody is just... Uh, tweeting us just to talk or whether they are tweeting us um, for thoughts from listeners for a larger conversation to happen on the podcast. So um, if you have a thought that you would like specifically to be on thoughts from listeners on the pod, please, uh, if you're on Twitter, hashtag it with uh, hashtag the hundred AF. Yes. See, it's a funny joke because AF stands for something aficionados. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so if you specifically want it on uh, Thoughts from Listeners, then please hashtag it, hashtag the 100AF. Um, or all emails that we get will be on Thoughts from Listeners. So our email is aficionadospodcast at gmail.com. If you are tweeting us just to talk and we like your idea, maybe we will put it on Thoughts from Listeners. But if you use the hashtag, we'll know that you specifically want it to be on there because we don't want to miss anybody yeah, who basically. was really looking forward to hearing their thoughts exactly. on the podcast. Um, so we will check that hashtag. Yeah. Every week before we record. Yeah. Basically, um, just help us put your thoughts on the pod. Yeah. Yeah. There are only 10 episodes left in, in the se season. <laughs> but uh, if you do have thoughts from listeners, like I said, and you are set on them being on the podcast, please, once again, use the hashtag, hashtag the 100 AF. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. And at us, just to be, um, just to be certain that we got it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Cool. Um, should we get started? Yeah, let's get into the episode. Okay, we're gonna do um, the stuff that happens at the dropship, yep. then the stuff that happens in Sanctum, and then like that ending piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so the dropship. Uh, this first scene, Gaia encourages Maddie to meditate and speak to the commanders, but Maddie is more interested in helping Clark. In Maddie's dream, she sees the Shade Hedda, the Dark Commander. Diosa is not impressed with any of this. 
She spots people in the woods and takes one out, but they all get hit with paralytic darts anyway. Mm. So I love, um, and this is what I think is successful. I'm going to talk about Thor for a second. Okay. This is what I think is so successful about Thor Ragnarok is they introduce really serious mythology and then they immediately undercut it with a joke. And that's what I think helps um, a, a narrative. Yeah. Like Lost exactly. Lost a lot. It, it, helps, it helps you not take something so seriously. So when the show is very seriously saying, oh, you're seeing a dark commander and you need to meditate and like stay away from the path of dark and Diaz are just sitting there going, oh, that sounds stupid as hell. Like to me, it introduces the mythology in a way where I'm not rolling my eyes because something is like borderline edgelord. Because Shade Hedda, I love it. <laughs> but if Diosa hadn't made a joke, I don't know how seriously I could have taken that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's that on that. You had a theory about Clark and the Flame. Yes. Well, I wouldn't really call it a theory. It was just kind of me um, trying to make sense yes. of what Gaia said. So basically, um, Maddie is saying Clark needs my help. And Gaia's like, well, how would you know that? That doesn't make any sense because Clark, Clark's brain can only be one place. So basically she was saying that like every time that a commander, basically all of the commanders inside Maddie's head are dead, right? Whenever the flame goes into somebody else's head, the person and people all before them are already dead. So that's why their brains are in the flame. Mm -hmm. But Gaia is saying Clark got it taken out of her when she was not dead and her head can only be in one place at a time. And since she is alive, that's why, that's why her brain or her consciousness cannot be with Maddie in the flame right now is what she's saying. But we had a theory for later on that potentially since Clark is a nightblood and it seems like only nightbloods can get like, I don't know, it, does it have a, a verb name like primed? Primed? <laughs> I'm just going to call it primed for Done. right now. She yes. has a naming day or whatever. Since Clark is one of the only nightbloods that we get because of that, I wonder if Clark, and I don't know if they would ever do this because Clark is literally the main character and how is it just like, hey, Clark's dead now because some other random girl is in here. <laughs> but if that were to happen, I wonder if Clark would still be present inside the flame if somebody were to take over Clark's body as a prime, if, yeah. if, she, if she were primed. Well, our, I, we might as well just talk about our theory now with being primed, which is that we have, we were talking last night and we were kind of watching the episode and Russell mentions later in the ground storyline that his daughter quote-unquote died in a fall six years ago yeah and we're like well if she died in a fall six years ago why didn't you put her in a new head Mm -hmm. and so we talked about well maybe whatever their version of the flame slash priming is is either picky or they haven't found the right candidate i think it's the one chooses the wizard yeah i think you're probably right and it's one it's interesting because it's like how does how do we know whether or not like like when delilah is old enough because I assume that the reason why Rose hasn't had a naming day is because she's too young right now. Mm-hmm. When Delilah is finally old enough, which I guess, like, I don't know, is it her birthday or something? Like, yeah. we, we, that wasn't our naming day. So I guess it's like, that's your birthday when you're, like, old enough. And I, 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 assume, I assume it's, like, them turning 18 kind of thing. Which is, like, cool. Jordan's 26. Uh, oh, ew. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have thoughts on that later. Okay. But either way, then it's, like, if Delilah is the next one who's coming of age... And Josephine is more important than Priya, obviously. Why wasn't she Why isn't Delilah becoming Josephine? Exactly. You know, so it's like, how do they get a hold of Josephine to ask her who's good enough? You know? Yeah. And it could even be that Russell himself slash uh, Sean McGuire slash, I guess, Robin Hood, which is what we call him. Yeah. Didn't want Delilah. Russell the first. Yes. Russell the first. Mm -hmm. Um, Every time we say Russell, 
All I see is the dog from Up. I have bad news. What? That's the kid from Up. Is it the kid from Up? The dog's name is Doug. Oh, that's right. I hid under the front porch because I love you. Yeah. Okay, full disclosure, I can't really watch Up because it reminds me too much of my grandparents. Can you tell me what the grandpa's name is? Well, he's not a grandpa because he never had kids, but... Um, I don't actually know. Ed? No, Carl. Carl. Oh, Carl and Ellie. Carl Fredericks. Gotcha. Well, that's where I got Ed from. Mm, Fred. (laughs) Damn it, you interrupted my train of thought. Oh, um, maybe Russell didn't want Delilah to be Josephine's host. Hmm, why why wouldn't, why, why not? I don't know. Maybe he chooses who gets her and who doesn't. Maybe he wants someone who physically looks like Josephine. Clark is a white blonde woman. Hmm. And uh, a lot of us look very similar, so. But the Simone the Seventh, I guess, Simone, I don't know what number she is right now, doesn't look like Simone in the flashback. I know, it's just a theory. Okay. I mean, you're, you're totally right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's, I don't know what it is. Because Russell looks so much like Sean McGuire, too. Like, right. There, there are a lot of similarities there. I think they might try to keep their own appearances, but I'm not sure. I love this. I'm so interested in this. It's like, who was Kaylee before? You know? Yeah. Who was... Also, her name's Kaylee, apparently, and not Tilly. But we just got that from IMDb, so we trusted IMDb and they lied, okay? So don't yell at us. And honestly, we should have known better. IMDb is so unreliable. Yeah. Whatever. But it's... I'm interested in who they were beforehand. Like, meeting Delilah, I assume she's still gonna go through her naming day, and Mm -hmm. now Delilah's gonna be completely gone, and she's gonna be completely different. Exactly. Like, she's gonna be like... Jordan's gonna be like, hey, that's my girlfriend or whatever. And she's gonna be like, oh, you. Exactly. Unless she gets like their memories too. But I mean, who freaking knows at this point? But I'm interested in who Russell was beforehand. I'm wish- I'm interested in who Simone was beforehand because she's very, very harsh now. It's mm-hmm. like, it would be really interesting to like know who she was beforehand if she was like this really kind person just like Delilah. But he says that, and obviously we're like completely just like going off yonder right now, completely off the rails. But he says that Josephine died in a fall but they were, I guess, able to retrieve her body and get her head. Okay. You know? This just, you just triggered a memory in my brain. Oh my God, I'm going to talk about Star Trek. Trust me though. Okay. Because I was like, hey, wait a minute. If these two, like, consciousnesses are battling it out, what if it's somewhere in the middle? Like, what if it's kind of half and half? So that kind of made me start thinking about the Trills from Star Trek. So, um, they're a humanoid species native to the planet Trill. A small percentage of the Trill population coexisted with a sentient symbiotic organism known as a symbiote inside their bodies. The resulting joined Trills had personalities which were a synthesis of the two beings, including the memories, and some extent the personalities of the previous hosts of the symbiote. Okay. So, basically, when you get to a certain age, you can host a certain, like, personality. So, like, there's lines of families. So, like, in Star Trek uh, Deep Space Nine, it's Dax. Like, the Dax line. So, there's, like, Jadzia Dax and Ezra Dax. Like, there's different versions of this family. And, let's see. Let's see here. How do you get, how do you get picked? Oh, my God. This sounds exactly like this. Because there are more humanoid trills than symbiotes, prospective hosts are weeded out by a demanding selection procedure overseen by the Symbiosis Commission. The competition for the few symbionts is fierce and attracts the brightest and most highly motivated of trill society. Often the would-be hosts excel in their chosen fields and it is not uncommon for them to hold several degrees of distinctions prior to their joining. They may eventually become initiates under the supervision of a field docent, a joint trill who evaluates the prospective host's suitability for joining and makes a recommendation to the commission. So Russell would be the commission. He gets to pick. Hmm. Um, and then, see here. A prospective host may request a specific symbiote. This is 100% what this is. It's just like, either the wand chooses the wizard or the wizard chooses the wand. So 
sort of thing. And now with Kaylee's family, Daniel, Victor, and Faye, I believe they said their name was, mm-hmm. with them all dead, it seems like right, right now Rose and Delilah are the only Nightbloods right now. Like, they're in need of more Nightbloods. Well, that we know of. Rose and Delilah were the only two people that the children of Gabriel were Oops. stealing. So, Gabriel's cult. Um, the cult of Gabriel. C-O-G. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they must be the only Black Bloods, Night Bloods. Well, now they're, as they said, a new host has appeared. A new player has entered the arena in Clark. Right, but if Delilah is taking Priya, and then Rose was probably meant for Josephine. Josephine. But if Clark takes Josephine, and obviously this is just us making crap up, because, yeah. uh, you know, I, I just made that up. But, like, this, I don't know how much um this actually has any key, but it would explain why Clark is randomly painting Josephine's face over and over and over again in the trailer. Oh. She's, like, painting her past self. Oh. But with Clark's artistic skills. So it must be like the trills where it's like kind of a mishmash. Oh, I know which part you mean now. Yeah, she's dancing while wearing yeah. that beautiful robe. Huh. Uh-huh. 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 Oh, I don't like it. Okay, but then they're still like down a lot of Nightblood. So like, that's probably why Josephine wasn't put in one. They had to wait for a Nightblood to be born. Yeah, that's so the problem. Is it's like Rose to get to that age. Now Daniel gets freaking murdered and all these other people get murdered. And then they're like okay well it's gonna be like 18 plus years until i can go come back into another body see you then i guess you know but they're all fine waiting because they know that they'll live forever not anymore since the children of gabriel's yeah and i mean it looks like the children of gabriel are kind of like new ish they're new ish especially because it seems like i mean they've got a pretty good ratio going on because they're like tonight's our first night trying to steal a head of a prime and they immediately get three out of 12 they're like oh hang on this is great yeah yeah speaking of 12 later in the episode we noticed that there are 12 people in the picture that clark's looking at but we don't see gabriel yeah gabriel wasn't in the picture which makes me think that he was taking the picture but then I don't know why he wouldn't be in the picture. Maybe because he wasn't one of the families? Yeah, he might just be like an outlier. And he shouldn't be counted. Yeah, so spiders, Gabriel. Mm. Gotcha. Should we get back on track to where we are in the episode? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're in the children of Gabriel now. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, by the way, Shade Hedda, um, if you separate those and it's Shade Hedda, Shade Queen, that's my drag name. Thank you. Oh, but so, of course, sh- Shade means dark. Yes, but reinterpreting that. No, I know, but like... In Trigetta slang. Yes, yes, yes. Shade equals dark, just like Gordon Ramsay equals good at cooking. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was so cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, of the children of Gabriel, we get one name, basically, and it's Geo. And Xavier later? Yeah, Xavier later, but, like, in this scene, we get Geo. Yes. And then we also, of course, then find out it's Kaylee, Faye, Victor, and Daniel. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Okay, so in the next scene, we're gonna, I'm just gonna summarize the next scene really quickly. These are all really little scenes because this plot is pretty small. Everyone is super frozen except Dioza, who's dark hit her vest. The children of Gabriel high key hate primes and behead the guy right in front of Maddie. Poor Maddie. Maddie has seen some stuff. So who do you who do you think they beheaded, Daniel? I believe so, yes. Yeah. I have no reason to think that other than that he was just like the main one that we knew. Yeah, they <laughs> keep saying Daniel or something. Yeah. I really like in this scene, especially, um, I think it's in the scene, Gioza asks Maddie how many people she can see. I think that to Maddie, that immediately wins her favor. Yeah, I think like now Maddie is like, okay, you're a badass, because not only did Dioza know to go down. 
But she then trusted Maddie to relate information to her. She didn't treat her like a kid. And I think all Maddie really wants to do is not be treated like a kid. Which, it's like a pretty quick flip because Maddie is like spending that whole first scene being like, frick you, Dioza. Like when she was like, oh yeah, your kid's gonna be super fun. Well, Dioza did say, let her be a kid. Mm -hmm. That's not what Maddie wants. No. And Maddie's like, hey, you're also a super terrorist. And then it's like, oh wait. And it's the same problem with like Maddie's idol ideation of freaking Octavia. Mm -hmm. She just sees badass women and doesn't like examine their motives or what they've done. She right. just sees, oh, you you can shoot things. You cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. Mm. You need better role models though, kid. Please. Okay, next scene. The children of Gabriel scheme in the dark. They're about to retreat when Octavia decides to go rogue and kill them all. Dioza is not impressed. Bellamy is also so not impressed that he closes the ship up without Octavia in it. I have to support Bellamy in this moment. Same. Just like hard agree with Bellamy's actions. Oh yeah. Like genuinely when he did that, I was like, good. That's the healthiest possible thing he could have done for himself. Finally. Cut cut her off. Mm-hmm. She's not listening to you. She's she's a liability. Like their relationship is toxic. Yucky. Mm-mm. And Get I rid mean, of her. I think some people would be like, Octavia needs help right now, and. I- to that I say, Abby tried to offer that and Octavia was not interested in it. Mm-hmm. The first thing that Octavia did when she woke up, as we talked about earlier in the pod, was choose to go and attack someone verbally. Yeah. Octavia is not in a place where she can hear anything that will help her. She just wants to be angry. Also, all of this is Nyla's fault and I'm blaming yeah, Nyla. thanks a lot, Nyla. She's not even freaking here, so we can't even blame her, but it's literally all her fault. If she had just listened to Abby and said, okay, I'm not going to wake Octavia up, we would not be in this situation. Brittany, Robin, Octavia is one of the main characters. Shut up. <laughs> I don't want her. I want her because I love watching her. I love the conflict she brings. I'm nuts about it. Um, But yeah, come on, Nyla. You had one job, literally just the one, and you blew it. Some other things. The children of Gabriel believe Sanctum is their rightful home. Yes, interesting. What up with that? Yeah, there's a lot to speculate about. Just, just with that small amount of information. Mm-hmm. Who is the old man? I think it's Gabriel. Yes. Yes. But the old man, like, the whole time was being, they were saying, like, they were acting like he had left and that he would come back. But then they also kind of talk about how he's, like, gone or, like, whether he's died. Like, it's really unclear. And it's, like, if Gabriel is, like, they call him later, demon, the demon Gabriel, or I guess it was earlier in the episode, but we'll talk about it later. Yeah, Russell calls him the demon Gabriel, yeah. Then it's, like, there's no way for Gabriel to still be alive at this point 200 years later. So it's like, he, he must have to, also, yeah. if if the old man is Gabriel, then he must have also done this thing where he goes in, like, he is a prime and he primes people. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, like, if it seems like they're all very, very, like, deeply against that, then, like, yeah, it's just, like, I'm waiting for some answers. Do you think... This is kind of building on our theory from earlier, but perhaps the Gabriel Prime or the Gabriel Flame hasn't activated in a long time. And maybe they lost the body of the previous Gabriel and they keep trying to please the flame to make it open and choose a new body? No, because they chant death is life. They very much believe that you cannot go into new bodies. Yeah, death is life. Like, yeah. that's just not, that's just incorrect. Uh, you know, it's just um, an oxymoron and it's wrong. And uh, I am, uh, uh, what, what does that mean? I love it because it, it means to them that when something happens, it's permanent. You can't cheat it. And you can't take the way take away the rights of other people in order to try and cheat it. Yeah, um, the sentence is just incorrect, though. Mm, ah, I see. Yeah, like, no, death literally is not life. 
life is literally not death. Um, because they're opposites, Brittany. Okay. I wrote down the phrase, what's a little murder between friends? Now I don't know what that was about, but I think that's funny. And then, um, you laughed when Bellamy unloaded Octavia because he, like, paused and then called her back and then it was just basically like, freak you! You suck, by the way. Bye! I mean, we're definitely, I'm, I definitely have two minds, which is one, I'm just going like, snaps for Bellamy, take care of yourself, boo. And on the other hand, I'm like, at some point, Octavia's gonna need help. Yeah. You know? So hopefully, whatever journey she goes on will open her up to accepting the consequences of her actions. Mm -hmm. And that's that on that. So then in that final thing, when Octavia meets her new friends, Gabriel says, or Gabriel, uh, was it Geo? It was Geo, and then I we also Gio. have Xavier. Geo and Xavier. Basically, someone's like three down, nine to go. Which makes sense because we saw 12 people in the picture. Yeah. Yeah. So, so 12. And that, then Gabriel's secret 13. And obviously. then definitely puts a huge target on Delilah's back. And yeah. I'm already attached to Delilah. Mm-hmm. So I don't want anything to happen to her. I would defend her with my life. Thank you. I think it's so weird when people say that. Why? It's like, I am, I don't know. I would not, I would never die for anybody. And uh, especially not, and especially not a fictional character. Okay. I don't actually mean that. No, I know. Yeah, but I every time people say it, I'm just like, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> Have you ever heard of hyperbole? Yeah, but it still makes me uncomfortable. Okay, cool. Mace plant. Yeah. Huh? Mace. Mace plant where you can just like magically step on one and then a bunch shoot mace into the air? And then it's like, hey, pepper spray. Yeah, apparently. I have thoughts on plants um, in the other storyline. Yes, you do. Yeah. At one point, I believe it's Geo says, you'll survive, you just wish you hadn't. Mm -hmm. And you said that that sounded familiar. Yeah, it sounds like something that has been said on this show before. In the previous episode, Abby said something like that about Octavia, like keeping Octavia alive instead of killing her because it's what she wants. She'll live and she won't be happy about it. Yeah. I just feel like it, I I feel like it was also like maybe about like reapers or something. I mean, it's just a great summation of the whole show. Yeah. Which is you're going to live, but sometimes you're going to wish you hadn't. Mm -hmm. And then Octavia, I guess is just their prisoner now. With them. Yeah. And they have Rose. So they've got a lot going for them right now. And three heads. So three flames. I mean, obviously we need Octavia with them, uh, to so that we can get like their perspective mm-hmm. on stuff so i look forward to learning more i am really excited to see where they call home other than of course sanctum and yeah. why they think they have a right to sanctum you know all of these things i'm guessing they were all born there and then defected at some point yeah so how did they get past the shield in the first place like there's so many good questions going on here yeah and then the last one was um the name xavier yeah biblical yep but so we don't Gabriel. yeah we don't know enough about it yet to really speculate on it but i want to get to know him yeah hey Brittany. hey robin Can you tell me what Patreon is? Patreon. Oh my god. I love that question. It is a service that you can use to donate monthly to your favorite creators. Whoa. Yeah. And you know, our Patreon is patreon.com slash theaffectionados and we start at a dollar a month. That's it? The freaking bargain. Wow. Um, and some of the perks that we have. Early releases of the episodes. Mm-hmm. And um, exclusive access to, like, postcards and stuff, because we like to send out postcards. We sure do. Yeah. So if you wanted to, like, maybe help us out with our hosting costs, because they are very expensive, because um, we have five podcasts. Yeah. It is patreon.com slash thefictionados. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can't donate for any reason, that's totally okay. The next best thing you can do is recommend us to a friend. We love word of mouth. Yeah, and if you're like, well, I only listen to the 100 podcasts, and I don't have any friends that listen that watch the 100. Well, we also have podcasts on Riverdale, Lost, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and Stranger Things. So I'm sure you have some friends who like those shows, too. It's true. A lot of people like Riverdale. I 
love Riverdale. I know you do. Um, season three just ended and it was fantastic. I love it. I was obsessed. I know. Life I also love changing. It. Life changing. Yes. Right. The amount. I know. I'm sorry. I'm screaming. The amount of BS that Riverdale puts us through every single season is all worth it for finales like that. So true. So true. You can really undo a lot with a good finale. Mm-hmm. I will take all of the garbage we went through. Good. For that. You ready to talk about Sanctum? Okay. Okay. We're going to talk about your favorite little man right now. Okay. The Sanctum adults roll in on our heroes and are a little suspicious of the earthlings. Murphy's dying, but then he's saved by a 13-eyed snake. Sick. So there's a lot to unpack here. Mm-hmm. Um, Murphy died for a hot second. Yeah. And um, the same thing happened in Lost. That's true. Too. I literally mentioned last episode about this magic pool of water that someone gets drowned in. And then in season six, like I say, every time I'm being super vague about it, so no spoilers, but this character dies for like 10 minutes and then just like wakes back up. But the problem is now this character is uh, just kind of like really empty and he's pretty like devoid of emotions. Yeah, it's uh, really sad. Different. It was a disappointing last season for that character, mm-hmm. to be honest. Who deserved better. Who deserved better. Um, and I hope that's not what they're doing with Murphy. So far, I don't think it is, just because even later in the episode, you can see Murphy still has that bite. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's still very much Murphy. It's just he's seen some things now. Yes. So when they are about to save him, they or uh, Russell says that Murphy was exposed to seaweed during the red sun. Yeah. Seaweed. Plants! That's a plant. Plants. So they talk about I last episode they said like if the like the trees are gonna get you or yeah. something like that. And they say that in this episode too, the trees yeah. will get you. The the mace plant, the seaweed, it seems like maybe we're a little worried. That's why they have to um 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 get their make their own crops. Mm-hmm. Is because it seems like the plants are not great here. Yeah, they seem um super murdery. We're getting a lot of plant problems. So do you think it's that that seaweed is only toxic when exposed to the red sun and other Otherwise, it's fine. I guess so. I guess so. Interesting. So when Russell walked in, just like going back a little bit, because I'm a little bit spastic today, that, mm, I laughed. <laughs> it was just, it was so dramatic. And I was like, mm, this feels very CW. And this show never feels CW. So <laughs> that took me a, a minute to come out of. Yeah. I didn't love it. Obviously, Clark says, we come in peace. because <laughs> Because aliens. Mm-hmm. Protect the host. We already know about that. That's Rose. Yeah. But I loved how Russell said death is not the end because that is a literal Lexa quote from, I don't know, if, is it, are you sure it's 214? Pana is 214. Okay. Then yeah, two, that happens in 214. Lexa says that. I kind of love that this kind of implies that maybe that phrase came from Becca. Yeah, maybe. It's possible. Even though Becca's math doesn't make sense. Listen. We're just going to have to hand wave the science away. Mm -hmm. I don't know a lot about science. I just know that it's really good for you. Yeah, Killian is a weird name because it seems like a lot of the people in Sanctum, not even just the Primes who have names like Daniel and Kaylee and uh, Russell and Simone and... Delilah. Yeah, Priya. That's a a little bit different. But um, Killian, who I don't think is a Prime, I think is just like a person because I think we were also given the name Jade and we were given the name Miranda Mm -hmm. as people who have not, who are not 
primed, which is what I'm just going to keep calling them. Um, but but uh, when you spell his name with a C, it looks like his name is Cillian. I love Why you much, do that? And I'm just sitting here like, yeah, like Cillian Murphy? Like, I love how much you hate this name. Or the way it's spelled. Yeah, I don't yeah. like the way it's spelled. Because I think Cillian's like a dope name. Oh, it is. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, spelling and that's, is pop setting. Did they do that? Because they're like, hey, Sean McGuire, you were in Once Upon a Time. Here's a name from Once Upon a Time. Probably not. You don't think so? No. Well, then why are there so many Once Upon a Time things? I don't have an answer to that. You know what? You could be right. Who knows? But they spelled his name with a K. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm mad. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's the medic. Yeah. So if he's the medic, then I'm guessing he will cross paths again with Murphy and also, I guess, by extension, Abby. And Clark. Yeah, we might see them again. When we do see him with Clark later. Exactly. So the snake, the snake is named uh, Capuchin. The snake. The Snape. Mm-hmm. The Snape is named. The Snake is named Capuchua, which was also interesting oh. because we know that Josephine was the one who was going to name, like... Things in Mandarin. Yes. What was this in Mandarin? Yes. No, what 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 was it? What was the name? What was this in Mandarin? Capuchua. Yeah, but what, what does that mean? Uh, I think it's Poison Snake. No, something else. Hideous snake. Mm. I was surprised that it was, it was, uh, you know, when you look at it, especially in the trailer, you're like, he's gonna bite him. And then he didn't. It was not even his really super sharp teeth. It was his tongue. Barbed tongue. Yum, yum, yum. It must be uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then demon Gabriel thought he could walk on water. Okay, so that was during the, the... One of the first eclipses. The first eclipse. He except, thought he could walk on water. Except that Gabriel uh, ran like hell during that eclipse. And how do they know so much about Gabriel if he, like, ran away and is, like, not a part of it? Exactly. Maybe... I, I'm starting to think he didn't run away until recently. Also, we did some research about... The name Gabriel, and it's, like, very biblical, not in the sense that it's necessarily, like, just from the Bible, but it seems to be from a lot of different religious texts. Neither of us are religious, so if we sound stupid to you, um... Fashion listeners. That's just how it is. Hashtag the 100 AF. Same with pronouncing uh, the snake. If I messed it up, I actually tried to sound it out, but I'm sorry if I did. Yeah. Oh, we... We're saying that it's a very um, religious name. Yeah, Gabriel seems to cross a number of relig- religions, like Catholicism, uh, Judaism, and Islam especially. Um, but of all of the ones that we read, it seemed like Gabriel was always a positive figure. Mm-hmm. And so calling him a demon is very interesting. Yeah. Because, I don't know, I'm under the impression that maybe we're supposed to cheer for the children of Gabriel. I think probably. I think maybe at the end it's going to come out that the children of Gabriel are the ones that we agree with and the ones that were right because it seems to me that they're the people who like I think maybe some of them were nightbloods Mm -hmm. and then they were like no I don't want to have my naming day and that's why they ran away maybe. Yeah. Not necessarily all of them are nightbloods but maybe like some of the the family of the nightbloods as well because the guy who Clark had like he had the knife at Clark and then saw the thing and he was one of the children of Gabriel and he said oh my god like you got the blood so it's like does he also have the blood and blah 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 who knows so I definitely think I already know based on like our theories that I will probably be more inclined to side with the children of Gabriel just because it sounds a lot like how Allie operated where you circumvent consent Mm -hmm. um that's I think that's how sanctum operates and that's really upsetting but at the same time i also think that that consciousness transferring is probably going to be the thing that ends up like integrating kane into the plot line so right i'm gonna have to get on board with it i guess well and delilah says that she's been waiting for her naming day her whole life Mm -hmm. so it's like when it happens to somebody then it's like they already know like i'm only living to 18 Mm-hmm. And it could be that it's like the trills where they share. Right. We don't know yet. Uh, the, the last thing about uh, Gabriel is that I think that based on 
like my cursory Wikipedia search of me trying to understand different religions all in one go. It looks like they're following more Gabriel, like from like the Jewish texts, but we'll see. I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. All right. Ready for the next scene? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Amori and Bellamy argue over who hurt Murphy more. Bellamy wins. Echo stops Bellamy from arguing with Octavia. Our new friend Delilah tells us what primes are, and then the primes walk in because TV is like that. The ship needs to be flown in by dispensable people, but Clark doesn't think anyone is dispensable. Mm-hmm. I loved that moment where Amori was like, I did this to him. And like literally while we were watching live, well, we weren't we weren't able to watch live, but um, when we were watching it the first time, I literally went, um, no, it's Bellamy's fault. And Bellamy was like, no, it was my fault. And I was like, mm, mm. thank you. We stand <laughs> a man who knows what he's about. But of course, Octavia's like, who cares? And Melanie's like, I care. Shut up. I appreciated that because I have spoken up a lot for those six years that we didn't get to see mm-hmm. up in space. And I think I really love this moment because um, Bellamy has said before that space crew is his family Mm -hmm. and like he says later like my sister died a long time ago yeah you're not really my family anymore do we have the same last name sure but that's about it at this point yeah we don't i I can't call you my family so when he's talking to amori sitting with amori and they're like worrying about murphy and everything and octavia's like who cares it's like and i'll talk about murphy me later but bellamy's like who are you even yeah like obviously we didn't see enough of this Mm -hmm. like Ugh, I wish we had more flashbacks because I'm a hoe for a flashback and I want to know more about those six years and I'm going to keep saying it over and over and over again. But we get more and more evidence that Bellamy knows that his family is not Octavia. His family is the that piece of sky. The one he made. Of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. His found family and space crew. And so even though it's like literally Murphy who Bellamy like butts heads with all the time, Octavia is saying, who cares? Bellamy's like, I care. These are my people. Who are you even? Mm-hmm. You're not a part of this. And because she chooses you're here, you're here by accident. You're here. No, literally nobody wanted you here except for one person. And that's why you're here. And I think that's also why Octavia is so upset is because everyone's paying attention to Murphy. And she's like, you and I were separated for years and years and years. And our relationship is not good. And you are still over by Murphy. Because- and is it logical? <sighs> no. But do I get it if I'm Octavia? Yeah, sure. Sure. Uh, Joe Juice Hallowed be her name. Okay. Okay. I love juice named after Joe Garfine. Did they name it Joe Juice because she invented the juice? Or because they were like, you know who deserves to have a juice named after her? Joe. <laughs> I think it's the second one. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that, like, the book, Josephine wrote the, 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 the children's book? Mm-hmm. Red Sun Rising or something? Yeah. Or, no. Or something. Yeah. Actually. I don't know. But, like we said in 601 slash last episode it's it wasn't actually josephine right it was somebody else but then because josephine came in she was like i'm gonna write a book yeah i mean obviously josephine now that we've figured out like the consciousness transfer she is the one who wrote the book yeah yeah uh you had some thoughts on the numbering of russell yes so i think they said that russell was the seventh of his name but um delilah also said that she was uh, going to be Priya the seventh Mm -hmm. and so I noticed that it's like a lot of seven obviously seven is a really important number just in general especially in like Harry Potter is the main thing I always think about when I think about seven Mm -hmm. seven is everywhere in Harry Potter um but if you take the uh flashback number of years which you said was 236 or something yeah 236 divided by seven which is the amount of generations we would have um the, the lifespan is only 33 or 34 years um that's bad but here's the thing is they could 
last it, longer. Yeah. And then they just have multiple stretches of years in which nobody is that person. Because it could be that if you it's die been, at a certain age and a Nightblood isn't born, you have to wait. It's been six years since they've had a Josephine. Exactly. Unless he was lying, in which case he was like, oh yes, I remember my daughter. I murdered her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Something bad happened. Yeah. I think I don't think it's that he murdered her, though. I think he has an obsession with Josephine. His daughter? Yeah. Why? Because he was responsible for killing her in the first place. He sure was. Yeah. So you really liked this line, you cannot observe customs you are unaware of. Yeah, I I just kept saying it over and over again, and I don't know why it spoke to me so much, mm -hmm. but it's like, I always think like if, if you show up somewhere, it's like, and you don't observe customs because you aren't aware of them, then you can just apologize rather than having, like showing up and being like, please tell me all of your customs that you're fully going to forget. And they're going to be like, what, how could you forget? And you're rude because you knew what the customs were. I don't know. See, for me, I thought that it was a commentary on, like, accidental ignorance, um, where you make a mistake not because, like, you're malicious about it, but because you just didn't know better. And now you know better. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely looked at it as some kind of, like, societal commentary on, like, where we are right now. I don't know how effective it is, and I don't know if I'm on the mark there, but it, it did make me wonder. I guess it was just putting into words something that I have agreed with for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, I don't ever want to make that mistake, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't want to go in and mess up. I would rather, like, do the best possible thing that I can. And if I mess up, then someone, like, tells me. I don't know. I... I also saw it as, like, I just, like, it made me like Russell more because all of these things, it's, like, when Simone is being, like, Clark, why are you such a jerk? You know, in my heart, I'm going, she doesn't know. What if yeah. she does? Like, she doesn't know. What can she do? She's not trying to it be rude. ingratiates you to him. Yes, and yeah. then when he says, you cannot observe customs you were unaware of, which is basically exactly what I'm saying, except mm -hmm. I'm saying, she didn't know. Please support yeah. her. No. That's basically what I'm trying to say as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it makes, me, it makes me like him because he's not, Simone. And their customs are already like I absolutely respect like that different cultures have different customs but because this is a made up culture that like we're just like watching in a fictional environment I'm like your customs are stupid. <laughs> Why have you deified other human beings yeah. that are already walking the earth with you? Or the moon. The moon? Whatever. The moon. You were intrigued that it was called shield. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that's an important thing to think of that that's what it's called. Yeah. It's not it's not for oh, it's not offense. It's not offense. Yeah. Offense. It's defense. Yeah. Nice. And then Kaylee and Co. So her family, they were late for shelter. This doesn't track. No. Well, they were already in hazmat suits. Yes. So it's like, obviously they knew that they were late for shelter. And then she says, either we could have taken the ship or we could have like suffered the psychosis. And it's like, but you're in a hazmat suit and it's in the air, right? So it's like, either way, either you're going to wear your hazmat suit and safely get to shelter and you're fine because you're wearing a hazmat suit or you're in a hazmat suit just to get to the ship and go up. Like there's no, like yeah. she's not innocent here. So, okay, go with me on this. And they're primed. And they are primed. Yeah, so like primed. so and they so they think they know better than everybody else. They're primes, first of all. Second of all, they were past the shield. What yeah. were they doing past the shield? Also, where is shelter? Yeah. They're sh they need to find shelter. They were past the shield. And the only excuse that I can think of is that they were looking for a place to hide from the trees because the trees were an imminent threat. Right. But what if they were actually secretly trying to defect? Into the Children of Gabriel? Yes. Oh. Because because the Children of Gabriel have, like, some sort of mask that protects yeah. them because of the mace flower that 
um, Geo steps on the Geo steps on at or whatever after he puts on his mask, but then he turns around and he lifts it up and he's like, everything's fine. So yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, they steal a spaceship and fly off that kind of tracks with people who do not want to be where they currently are. Yeah. Because why take the spaceship up? If you're in a closed environment, you can just stay in that environment. You yeah. don't have to take off with it. Right. And, and and because they are primed, this answers how they know how to fly a ship. Yes. But regardless, I think they were they were running from something. And I think we'll probably, hopefully learn more about that. Otherwise, it's just kind of like puzzling plot. Mm. I guess. Oh, uh, Casey's Jaha point. Yes. Um, our friend Casey at Casey Wall uh, tweeted this and we thought it was really smart. She said, Jaha sending 100 children to the ground because their crimes made them expendable versus Clark refusing to give anyone up because she knows they're not. Lessons have been learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just appreciated that tweet and that thought. Yep. Thank you. So in the previous episode, we saw that Bellamy was like spitting stuff at Clark and saying like, I don't need you. I don't need you. And you're not in charge. No one needs you. And now we have Bellamy backing Clark up. You have thoughts. I do have thoughts. It's like nice to see Bellamy do that, you know, and I'm sitting here being like, oh, Bellamy gets it. You know, he knows that Clark is is like this. And if we hadn't seen his true self, like, you know how some people say that, like, the secrets that you tell when you're drunk or what or who you really are and mm-hmm. like what you really like. Which I think, don't agree with, by the way. Yeah. yeah. But like people say that they say like when your walls are down, then that's when you get to see like the true mm-hmm the way you actually feel and what you actually think and stuff. So it's like, after we've seen Bellamy see his quote, biggest fear, which is what I was kind of explaining it as last episode, last episode. Yeah. Yeah. To see him. And we learn so much about him by him saying like, blah, 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 Clark. And it seems like all of his stuff is all about Clark. And now having him be like, it's okay, Clark. It's like, it's a nice thing to see, but also, you know, subconsciously in the back of his mind, it's not how he feels. See, and that makes me wonder because I don't know if that's how Bellamy feels. I think that Bellamy was saying those things because he wanted to hurt Clark. Mm. I don't know if it's what he believes, but he knew Clark's biggest vulnerability and he knew that Clark needs to feel needed. And so he decided to go for that pressure point. I disagree. Okay. Because then we'll have to disagree on this. Because it seems like all of the the things that people have that have been happening to people were all about them. It's not about other people. You know, it was about them. Like, so you think that Bellamy secretly harbors resentment that Clark's in charge? That's what it seems like. Because because okay. it, it seems to be all about them. Like Clark's thing was all about her, right? Abby's like, Ab- it's about Abby. Abby's here, but she's talking. Clark, you're not good enough. Clark, Clark, Clark. Yeah. Echo's thing is all echo, echo, echo. Amori's thing, I assume, is also Amori, Amori, Amori. So it wouldn't make sense for Bellamy's to be about Clark. You know, it has no. to be about Bellamy. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I thought Bellamy's was more about uh, being in control. Yes. And I thought that he was lashing out at Clark because she was a threat to his control. Not so much that oh. he resents Clark, but that he resents anyone who is in a leadership role that isn't him. And I right. don't even know okay. if that's a right, correct read on Bellamy, but that's like what I'm trying to make sense of, I guess. Okay. Um, I misunderstood you. No, because I was just having that thought as I was talking. Mm. So I, I'm just thinking out loud, mm. you know? Oh, uh, one thing that I wanted to note is Raven is going to be a huge problem for Clark. Raven's being a huge problem for me right now. I, I understand why Raven's so angry. I, I understand know, me all Me too, this, but... Yeah, she's going to be an issue. Yeah. Just because she really doesn't respect... She doesn't respect Clark. She doesn't respect Bellamy's actions. I think because she obviously blames Clark for the death of another person that she loves. That's happened a couple times now to Raven. Yes. So that makes sense. Um, Yeah, it's interesting that Raven didn't mention Shaw at all this episode. Like, she had literally, like, two seconds to grieve and cry. And then they were like, anyway, moving on. Yeah, Raven kind of fell into the background again. Yeah. I'm hoping that changes because that happened a lot last season as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that we get some more proactive Raven here. 
Obviously, it'll probably come at the expense of Abby again, which if Raven has unresolved feelings about what Abby did, valid. That's fine. Yeah. Echo brings Octavia along. Bellamy does not. Right. Bellamy doesn't choose to bring Octavia. Echo Bellamy does. doesn't want Octavia there. What's Echo's agenda here? Well, Abby said that the reason why she brought Octavia with her was to keep her away from Maddie. Yeah. So it's interesting that Echo is like, I feel like- I think Echo thinks that if she can keep an eye on Octavia, she can control Octavia. What do you think? I think that Echo knows that if Octavia is there with them in Sanctum, there is no chance that they will let them stay. Yeah. And and you know what? Maybe in in Echo's mind, Octavia is more dispensable. Even though she, and she's, no, because she said that she's a good fighter. That's the wrong read on Echo. Maybe Echo's thinking she's a really good fighter. We need to take her. And it's the devil you know, Mm -hmm. you know, I think. Yeah. I would like more Echo. I would like to know more about Echo's motives. Yeah, like, how does she strategize? Because it's like there are lots of different reads that you can do. Like, one of the things that I'm thinking is maybe she's bringing Octavia along because she's like, maybe it'll be better for his and Octavia's relationship. But also it's like, Echo, to be honest, that's not really up to you. You know, it's not really your business at this point. So it's like... And she supported him in leaving her behind. So that makes me think maybe when Bellamy... Because I remember like Bellamy saying something about like, like, I'm not ready for any of this. You know, like Bellamy was just kind of like, I don't want to deal with this right now. I think Echo heard that. And instead, it's just like, she's going to take Octavia on as her own responsibility. You know, like, I'll keep an eye on Octavia. I'll make sure that Octavia doesn't go rogue. And then she does. Right. But then her instinct when they see, you know, the children of Gabriel later is protect Bellamy, Mm -hmm. you know? So it might be Echo learning that Octavia cannot be controlled or supervised at this Mm -hmm. point. I don't know. Interesting. I I want more Echo. Yeah. Which I know is... A very polarizing opinion. For some reason. I'm a grown adult um, who can admit that I like Echo. Me too. Other grown adults may not like Echo. That's fine. I do. Mm-hmm. I, I, How can you not like Echo when she's a freaking spy? She's a spy with a heart of gold. That's the best trope. Anyway. Miller's arm is fine? Yeah, he literally got stabbed last episode and everyone's like, eh, whatever. So Miller's arm is fine and he can move it. Bellamy's leg, though is shot, and that's because Bob Morley's knee was shot, Mm -hmm. like, as an actor. So he's gonna limp for probably most of this season. Yeah, I mean, they did that on purpose, and it was smart. It was brilliant. They did that same thing in Battlestar Galactica when one of the actors was in a really horrific car accident and actually couldn't walk. Mm. So uh, they had him immobile, and they came up with a really good reason to do it. So I always appreciate when the shows chose to work, like, with whatever's going on with an actor. Yeah. Instead of, like, Joss Whedon just firing them. Ugh. Hmm. Anyway, so next scene. Very important scene. Are you ready for it? Yes. Clark meets a dog. Yeah. She earns Russell's trust by divulging how they got past the shield. He still hasn't decided if the squad can stay. Yeah. I feel like this is one of those things where they decided to fulfill like a fan dream. Yeah. You know, like very much fan service of, you know, let Octave or let Raven be happy. Let Clark, I don't know, meet a dog. And they're like, we can do that. We can do that one for sure. I thought it was funny. Like what if Clark had been afraid of the dog where she'd been like, ah, something got past the shield. Wow. Ah! And then like pushes it on the ground and the dog is like, ah. The dog's like, oh, you want to play? Yeah. <laughs> we play now? This part made me, um, cry. Tell me more. Well, he was like, so it looks like you don't recognize what a dog is. That's heckin' sad. Mm-hmm. That means that literally all dogs are extinct. Yeah. And I had hoped that dogs would have at least, if any, if anything, because apparently deer <laughs> were fine. Yeah. Bugs are fine. Giant monkeys. But not dogs. Yeah. Um, and I just love puppies. And uh, that made me um sad. Yeah, I wrote down verbatim that you were 
close to tears and you went, I love puppies so much. True. Very much in that voice. So what I think really is brilliant here in this scene is Clark strategically does not mention, oh, I was able to do things because I have a night blood. Yeah, that- she, in true Clark fashion, only gives as much information as strictly necessary. I mean, that goes to crap later when they, when they literally see that she has night blood, but like- hmm. You can see how like- at the time, that was the right decision to make strategically. Well, at this point, doesn't she think that all of them are Nightbloods? Yeah, I think so. So doesn't she want to be like one of them? I think she would want to make sure that they seem as unextraordinary as possible. Mm-hmm. Like Clark and Co. They're like, we are normal people who have done normal things and none of us have killed anyone ever. Right. That's why Kaylee could walk through the thing is because she was a Nightblood because she was because pr- that's why she got chosen as a prime. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That just reminds that just I just, just oh duh that. so they didn't have to take on the shield duh. Okay. So it's like, not only are they keeping out the people who aren't primes, but they're also keeping in the people who aren't primes, because they can't also get past. So it's like... What up with that? If the guy who stole, who tried to steal Delilah and Rose had been a Nightblood, then it wouldn't have mattered if the shield was up or down, because Rose and Delilah are both Nightbloods. But if he'd have been a Nightblood, he'd have been locked inside too. So... They would have had to take the shield down regardless. That's why the, that's why the shield had to... Wait, what do you mean? Well... Because he would have had to smuggle her out. He's got to get out too. Yeah, but he can get in. If he was a Nightblood, he could get in and out. It wouldn't matter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, that's how you know that he's not definitely, he's definitely not one of the primes. Yeah. So not, so not all of the children of Gabriel are Night people Bloods. who are Nightbloods who are supposed to turn into primes. Yeah. I, I do some definitely are. think that some of them are. And that's the reason why they are children of Gabriel. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I, obviously some of them aren't. Yeah. Because, like I said. They're allies. If he had been a Nightblood, this whole, the shield will be down for this, and the shield will be up for this, would not matter, because he could just come in and out as he pleased. Yep. And I mean, speaking of the shield, this is also relevant to the next scene, so I'm just gonna summarize the next scene. Octavia wants murder weapons, and Bellamy's like, no. They shoot a flare and momentarily take down the shield, which is actually a big old dome. So that's just sort of tied into what we were just talking about, which is, I guess, the, the, the children of Gabriel's plan worked perfectly, I think that it really depended on a lot of factors that were outside of their control. Yeah, I'm- that's interesting because if some of the children are Gabriel, are Nightbloods, then how do they keep them out? Because they could just come in. Yeah, they can go in and out as they please. But maybe they wouldn't because then they would capture them and put a prime in their head? There you go. That, that'd do it. So Murphy wakes up and is having a really bad time because he super died. He thinks he's going to hell. Clark and Abby bond over being moms, and Jordan flirts with Delilah while she does group-mandated Tai Chi. Yeah. I thought it was funny that Amori was like, everything's okay, John. Clark, tell him. And she's like, yeah, everything's okay. He's like, oh, phew. Well, <laughs> you if, know, if, if Clark, Clark says, says so. so. Um, and then you talked about how you didn't want Murphy to turn into a character from Lost. Which I already mentioned, yeah. And then you had some thoughts on he's going to be okay, he always is. He always is. He always is. That's why when they were like, Murphy's dead, I was like, no. He's fine. But I hope that's them telling me that he's not going to turn into that character from Lost, who I will not name because I don't want to spoil things, Mm -hmm. is that he will be okay. And I think later when they have um, Abby talking, I think the the thing about Murphy is that he has enough people around him who believe in his goodness that it'll take him a long while. He's going to be on a rough journey. I think we can see that pretty plainly by now. But he will be able to come out of it. He always is. Yeah, he always is. He's always going to be okay. The other thing that I really liked about sort of this set of scenes was the final equalization of Clark and Abby 
as mothers Mm. because for a lot of the first couple seasons of this show, especially season two, Clark and Abby were always at odds because Abby was like, hey, you're a child and you shouldn't have to do these things. And Clark was like, I'm a grown up. And so, you know, Clark and Maddie very much. So now Clark not only understands Abby's decisions, but she's like, I would make those same ones. It's like, well, I guess that's wisdom you only get when you're not a teenager Mm -hmm. anymore, which... I think we can all understand. But I do like that the narrative is continuing to validate Abby's choices. And because a lot of the time Abby was had handed the idiot ball, especially in season four, um, just to make Clark look smart, drove me nuts. So I appreciate that they're undoing that. And then I guess uh, Jordan Delilah, mandated Tai Chi. What was up with that? Look how chill we are. I mean, it looks peaceful. You know, I like that Tai Chi is one of the things that obviously survived a couple hundred years. That's kind of cool. You know what Tai Chi is? Chinese. Everything is Chinese. And yet, where are the um, Chinese characters? Yeah. I mean, at least that's a through line, right? Like, yeah. So next scene is just another little scene, which is our new adventure squad ditch their escorts and take off on their own to rescue the Prime bodies and their friends because they hear the Primes being murdered. Not a whole lot to talk about here. Let's just move on to the next they just have to. They just have to protect Kaylee because she's the only Prime left in that thing. So they're like, you can't keep... Yeah. You can't fight for this. You have to go. And I like that Echo saying we will get the bodies probably makes them trust them a little bit. You know, it makes them seem very trustworthy. And I like yeah. that a lot. But then they um don't. So next scene, Jordan does shots for the first time. Clark wears a dress which has everyone shook. Abby brings up Kane because the show wants me to cry. Clark has to do a good job convincing them that they're not all killers who torch the earth. Clark attends the dinner with the Lightborns and totally fails at that. Clark, you tried and that's all that matters. Hmm. Also, Eliza looks great in pink. So let's unpack some of this. You have thoughts on Jordan and Delilah's relationship? Yes. Tell me them. Well, first of all, they tried to take away Ace Jordan just right off the bat. Mm-hmm. They just don't want me to have nice things. No, they don't. Which I can't respect, and I don't appreciate it. Okay. Um, I felt like this relationship was forced and rushed. I think that it was rushed, but that their chemistry made up for a lot. They, yes. Delilah seems like a very lovely person. I really liked Delilah. I liked her. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Jordan was like, ooh, first girl I see. Which I've been training sense. for this or kinda whatever. Makes sense. I, I guess, but like, I don't know. It's like it. everything that, the reason why he had a relationship, not necessarily like a relationship, but like the reason why he had to have a connection with Delilah was so that she could fully betray him and tell all of the secrets that he told her, mm-hmm. right? So it's like the only thing that they need is for him to trust her enough to tell her stories, right? Yeah, they don't have to actually physically hook up with one another so in order to do this. They don't need to be in a relationship. They don't need to be, like, they could literally just be good friends. And I think that would have been way more interesting. I think it would have been a good slow burn um, yeah. that was wasted. It does make me wonder if this is going to be what sort of compels Jordan to take up a cause. Yeah. Maybe. I'm not sure yet. Basically, Delilah was basically like, like pushed into him because that's who they were staying with. You know, he needs to realize that even though he's never met anybody else in his whole life, this is the first time that he's ever meeting somebody. He needs to learn that you need to curate who you were friends with and who you tell things to. She seemed very nice. She was very nice. Did she betray him? Fully. Fully. But it's important to... Before revealing every secret that you've ever learned, like, my dude reads encyclopedias, basically. Yeah. 
before you reveal every single secret that you have in your whole life, and he wouldn't know this because he doesn't have any show yeah, social he, skills. he hasn't been taught these things. I think it's fantastic to explore yeah. an adult experiencing these things. But he needs to learn that he needs to curate who he tells these things to mm-hmm. because he he doesn't meet people. He doesn't know who's trustworthy. And that's why I think his relationship with Clark should be interesting mm-hmm. because Clark's inclination is to distrust everyone. Right. And his inclination is to trust everyone. Yeah. So where's that balance going to come in? And I think that's going to be really interesting. Mm-hmm. He's still a baby in my mind though, because he's like the baby of two characters who we know and love. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It was like, eh. it's interesting <laughs> to see his journey. So far. yeah, I'm, I'm going to be really interested to see what he does next. Um, we also get the name Cassius, and that's Shakespeare. It's a Shakespeare name. It sure is. And uh, we mentioned it earlier, Priya the Seventh. Mm-hmm. You said, uh, you did mention earlier, he probably reads the encyclopedia for fun. Yeah, when he was like, oh, interesting, alcohol. I heard blah, blah, blah. I learned like... about fermentation because <laughs> I had nothing to do when I was in the F section. I was bored. Clark also says, don't worry, Murphy. Hell's big enough for the both of us. You were nuts about this because you love the dichotomy of Clark and Murphy. They are... Very similar. Mm-hmm. Two sides of the same coin. I, I don't want to get into every single reason why they're similar. Basically, it's just like, think about some things about Murphy and you can probably find something that fl- that fits with Clark. Yeah, like, different they're motives. Just, they're just very similar mm-hmm. people. And so, yeah. One of our uh, notes that is ridiculous, but I wrote it down anyway, was, what's with all the moons? We have first moon, we have second moon, but we're supposed to be on a moon. Are there three moons? Are there three moons? What's with all the moons? I'm confused. Why are there so many moons? Clark is in flats. Yeah. Respect. Can't wear heels. Doesn't know how. I love that this show is like, listen, weaponized uh, femininity is fine. It's not for us. Yeah. Our, our protagonist will not be in heels. We like her. Mm-hmm. The door Amori was looking through was just the door to the palace. So that really was a red herring like we suspected. Yeah. Still not sure how she expected to pick the lock like that, though. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know either. Oh, I have deal. I have thoughts on Priya. Oh, okay. So why was Delilah chosen as Priya the seventh? What's her deal? So this means that Priya, I, I think we actually, I had like some really big thoughts on this last night when we were recording or sorry, when we were doing our notes, mm-hmm. but um, I think we've actually mentioned a lot of them already, but obviously this means that Priya died. Mm-hmm. This means that Priya or the person who was Priya the sixth died. And now it's like, how long has it been? Who knows? Um, does Priya have to wait? And it's also interesting to me that in the picture that we see later is that there are some people who are children. Yeah. But clearly they would be adults now, like brain-wise, you know? So it's like... How, how does that work in yeah, terms of like transference and things? What are the, what's the logistics there, I guess? I also, now that you're saying this, how did um, Russell first transfer the consciousnesses if she, he's murdered everyone? Yeah. I don't know. Like, were they all already equipped equipped with that sort of thing? Do you think it might have been, like, the night... Something to do with the night blood, maybe? Well, I'm excited to learn about this mythology. Some people really don't like the mythology and the um, the beckoness of it all and the night bloods and stuff. I think it is the most interesting part of this. Excuse me. How did he repopulate? Yeah, precisely. He killed everyone. So I have a lot of questions about how any of this works. And it's like the people who were the generation afterward were probably all Nightbloods as well. But it's been like 200 years, so that's why the, the being Nightblood is more rare. But where did this second generation come from if everybody was dead? Okay, but recall that I pointed out that this was Team Alpha. Okay. So it could be that, like we speculated, there was a Beta and other teams Okay. around. Okay. 
possible. Um, actually, Simone, I wasn't born on Earth. I was born in space. Um, you want to shout out Monty and Harper for something you wish they hadn't done. Yeah, um, it's interesting, like, I wonder if Monty and Harper were like, when they were like, when Harper was pregnant with Jordan, they were like, okay, so this is what we're gonna tell them when they pop out. Like, they had like a, like a whiteboard that says, like, when they are five, they're allowed to know this, 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 and this. When they are six, they're allowed to know this, 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 and this. For example, I think that, like, when they're six or seven is the right time to start people- start kids reading Harry Potter. I think that's, like, the correct space. Well, it seems a little young to me. Around there. Well, I mean, you've got Philosopher's Stone and Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, you've got a couple books to get through before, like, Goblet of Fire where murder happens. Fair enough. Um, But, like, you know, it's like, how old did he get until it was like, and also, Clark, who you've been looking up to, also murdered every single person in that other place that we told you about. <laughs> oh, also, did you know that we were um, held hostage there and they stole our... Bone marrow? <laughs> our ba- bone mar- marrow? Yeah, we were in cages. Ha <laughs> ha. like, actually, that's how your Aunt Echo and your Uncle Bellamy met. Aw. Nice. <laughs> like, like, how... I mean, like, when... How... <laughs> I just, like, when he's, like, six, they're like, and then this is the story of Auntie Clark, and they tell la 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 all of Clark stuff, and they're like, did you also know that Auntie Clark is not a great person? Mm. He's like, this is very much a never meet your heroes, but he didn't have a chance to not meet them. Yeah. He didn't get that choice. Those various, um, supernatural beings that your parents tell you are correct, are, like, true and real, but then it turns out that they're not actually real. Are you trying to say Santa? Shh. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm sure there's never, kids listening. You never know who's listening in the vehicle while they're driving their kids to school. If you're listening to a podcast about a show where kids get murdered and you're driving your kids to school, I have questions. I don't know. I just want to be You can have sympathy and my... Huh? Okay. Okay. I'm a Slytherin, but I contain multitudes. You're kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that where it's like... Oh, you, like, are like, oh, Clark, she's the best thing in the whole world. And then when you get to, like, ten, you're like, oh, but did you know that she's a terrible, horrible murderer? And Jordan was like, yes, I did learn those things about Murphy, and he's still my favorite. I love that you're equating Clark and Santa Claus to Jordan. (laughs) They're just, like, the same sort of level of legend for him. They're like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, yeah, on Clark's birthday, you get um, presents or a sword. On Clark's birthday? Yeah. Like Christmas, except Clark is Christ. Second chance, second dawn? Second, second. I feel like that's what went through Russell's head when he said second chance. Yeah. And then we thought that Russell was going to kill the dog. They had, they had vibes. Mm -hmm. The music got sinister. And like, I was fully prepared to come on this podcast and complain about how out of character it was for him to fully kill this dog. How would that be out of character? We don't even know him yet. Because he's like, I'm a nice person. I love my dog. Every time we see him, he's playing with his dog. Yeah, but at the and same it's like, time, okay, so now like, I'm gonna murder this dog when yeah. it's he, when he's like, I was hoping for a good. At least I was hoping for man's best friend. You know, he's like, I love dogs so much. This is the only dog we've seen. Is this literally the only dog that's here? Like, is our do- our dogs an endangered species right now? I oh don't God, know. Be so it sad. wouldn't make any sense for him to kill the dog. And guess what? He didn't. Yeah. But I, it felt like he was gonna. We were both sitting here with our shirts over yeah. our, our eyes, thinking that he was about to kill his dog. Like, please don't kill the dog. And then they didn't. So everything's okay. Also, it's a girl dog. Yeah, and uh, her actor's name is Picasso. We don't know if her name is Picasso on the show. We shall find out. Yeah. Did you know that the dog on Lost 
is named Vincent and is played by a dog named Madison. That's really cute. Mm-hmm. You ready for the next scene? Here's here's my one sentence summary of it. Delilah and Jordan almost bone, but then they get shot with darts and fully don't. That's it. That's all that happens. Oh, you had something. Re- you said something fantastically hilarious mm. during this scene. Yes. Now, listen, I know you guys know this about me already, but I identify as asexual, so maybe this just doesn't make sense to me, but I don't really understand the concept of it being your very last day, not on earth, but in the entire world, and being like, I would rather have bad sex than no sex. There you go. Because she literally says, hey, by the way, you're gonna suck at this because it's your first time. Mm -hmm. Everybody sucks. And I'm like, okay, so once again- you would rather have really garbage, sucky, bad sex than just, like, enjoying your evening. Points were made. That doesn't seem right. And I mean, it's not even that you're asexual and don't understand that. The minute you said that, I was like, oh, I also don't understand that. So there you go. But she fell on him. Like, he didn't even know what was going on. She literally, like, took off her shirt and then, like, fell on top of him. And he was like, is this, is this how? Is this how you do it? Is this- <laughs> You're right, I do do suck at this. (laughs) Man, what's up with that? Um, But I also thought that maybe they, do you think that they have to wait until an eclipse for, to do a naming day? I feel like yes. I feel like there's something about the ceremony that we don't know about yet. If not, it was just such a big coincidence that it was happening immediately after an eclipse. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I thought just thought that was interesting. I wonder if that's, like, part of it. I, I agree. Know. I think it the might magic. be. magic. I feel like we're definitely going to find out next episode. Okay. So Murphy takes a nap while his friends hit up a buffet. Abby comforts Murphy because she's his mom now. Jordan the gossip spilled the beans, but he's not in trouble because he was poisoned so that someone could grab Delilah and shove her in a wheelbarrow. Fun. Clark chases our kidnapper down and accidentally exposes her own black blood. Now Russell trusts her. Someone has heckin' taken Rose past the shield. Uh-oh. A lot went on in, like, this huge sort of extension of this first scene. Right. So, let's just kind of start at the beginning. Amori and Jackson. I love that. I love that for them. They're just kind of hanging out, like, Suchin eating, and his eating some food. Pardon? Suchin and his weeza. Yeah! And... You noticed uh, when we were, we we live in Canada, so we get Netflix. We get the episode of Netflix at midnight after it airs, and Amori says in the background that she's glad that they're there. Yes, um, that reminded me of the end of season four when Murphy and Amori have to leave the bunker, and they're in their hazmat suits in the back of the truck, and Amori says something to the effect of, "We almost were safe. We almost mm-hmm. had a home for six years. We almost felt." peace I felt safe there I felt like finally I could put down my walls like I could put I could let my guard down and just live my life and it's already been taken away yeah um and obviously she ended up getting that with space crew um up on the arc but her saying I'm glad we're here is it's like all of that wasn't for anything she feels like she's safe again yeah and Maury thoughts with Robin I love them Abby's trying to comfort Murphy and says Basically, it doesn't matter uh, that you did something or what you did. It's why you did it. Um, What were your reasons? And Murphy says, what if I didn't have good reasons? And a lot of people are like, Abby's being really preachy here. Disagree. Abby's looking for absolution as much as Murphy is. She's trying to make him feel better. She, Yeah, it's it's twofold. She is trying to comfort him because she cares about him. Mm -hmm. And she is saying, she's saying to him and she's kind of trying to say to herself, did the ends justify the means? What did you do? And what were the means? And 
he says the thing that she's afraid of, which is what if they weren't good things? And it's like a lot of what Abby did in season five, there was no purpose for it. She just did bad things. Murphy even says like at the end of season five, he like goes to help Kane because he's like, I have to help. It's Abby. Yeah. Like they have like a relationship. They understand each other. It's so interesting. But like when we were watching that, like the first time and he, she was like, it only matters what your reasons are. And I was like, okay, but he didn't have good reasons. Like he killed a lot Mm -hmm. of people like just in season one, just because he's not a great dude. Like he tried to hang Bellamy. Mm -hmm. Like he peed on Connor. There you go. And then he killed Connor. Yep. Because he helped hang him. Like, like they they were just not, most of his reasons for killing people was were revenge. Mm -hmm. And that's so, and Abby's reasons for doing things were not always good. Just like, everyone's reasons for doing things were not always good. Well, I mean, Clark was trying to protect Maddie from something, so she electrocuted Maddie. Yeah. Abby did the same thing to Raven. There are no good guys. There are no good guys. When he said, like, I think I'm going to hell, I was like, well, I hate to say it, but we knew that already. Like, you're not the best dude in the entire world, but... They're all going to hell. You're a cockroach, so you're never going to die. But that's what I really liked about, like, Abby saying, and this also gives us a lot of insight into Abby's, like, religious beliefs, which is there is no hell. You're not going to hell. At the end, you're judged on what you did and why you did it. Yeah. And I think that's a really interesting way for her to live because I think that it helps she and Clark justify a lot of what they did. But I think she knows intrinsically because Murphy says, what if it wasn't worth it? She's like, yeah, what we did was wrong. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting. And um, I know that a lot of people hate Abby. Um, I don't. I'm not interested in that opinion. Thank you. Murphy says that Clark's back in her murder gear, so that can't be a good sign. That's hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. Her murder gear. She has an outfit. And then, okay, so how did Jordan's paralysis wear off so fast? You had questions. I've I've made my own answers. Okay. Because, so I've made it make sense for myself that it's probably the exact same amount of time. Jordan? Yeah, Jordan and, like, Maddie being paralyzed and then it wearing off Maddie. You think? It's probably the same amount of time. It just didn't feel like it because we kept cutting back and forth. Okay. And so Maddie's felt like it took, like, the entire episode. But who knows how long Jordan was up there. Okay. Also, Jordan, you're out here trying to do it with everybody downstairs? Outside? Get some privacy, my man! You know what? Now that I'm, I'm just thinking about this paralysis thing... Diosa says that she was unaffected because she had a bulletproof vest on. Yeah. No. Unless they make bulletproof vests for pregnant women. Well, didn't she have one on last season? And then, like, we were like, and then she took it off and then it was shown that she was That big bulky thing. But she's not wearing the big bulky thing. You don't think so? I don't know. I couldn't tell. It's a thought that will be held until the next episode. Okay. Oh, there's my bad joke, which is, hey there, Delilah, what's it like in the wheelbarrow? I appreciate you doing the right, um syllables and everything yeah it I, that took some work i'm gonna yeah. let you know doesn't all blood look black in the dark right sure he's like you have the blood and i'm like yeah everyone has blood yeah and he's like it's black and i'm like oh no it's dark outside he's like i know everyone's blood type but you're new so i have to pay attention you want to know how delilah got her shirt back on yeah i think he just did it up for her consider it because yeah, he had time to do that yeah for sure yeah the pictures that our kidnapper had of Rose and Delilah were drawings, and then they had the little Sanctum logo up at the top? Yeah, I think that maybe that's just, um, like, their, uh, stationery. Oh, duh. Somebody has to have drawn that, and it has to be somebody who, like, knew what they look like, like, knew, knew. Yeah, and know? was really good at art. Yeah, 
but like it looked like them you know so it's like you have to like actually know them so that makes sense for you saying that some of these that that some of these people were pretty recently like left recently but it's crazy to me that they if they are like so recently defected that they would fully just be like yeah i'll i'll decapitate this person that i know yeah like oh cool that person could have been your friend but whatever like why not wait for them to die naturally anyway yeah what's the what's the rush yeah yeah we already talked about all of this rose and delilah have guards because they're gonna be primes do you think they've had guards their entire lives yeah yeah that would be a hard life to live jade that's a name we get and then miranda yeah yeah and Miranda, we both guessed, was named after uh, Miranda Kwok, who's a writer on the show. Yeah, which they've done all throughout the season. Yes. So. so now we've arrived at the end. Are you ready? Yes. They have to protect Maddie by not telling anyone that she's a Nightblood. Speaking of Maddie, she, Becco, Raven, and Dioza join their friends. They're all allowed to say, except for Dioza, because she's a terrorist and everyone knows about it. Yeah. So we have some questions. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of thoughts. First of all, we went over 12 people in the picture. We went over Delilah betraying Jordan. Raven and Amori hug. Yes. Soft. Yes. Love it. Robin, would you like to talk about Murph and me now? I don't really know what else there is to say. I mean, it speaks for itself, doesn't it, Brittany? It really does. But, um, I mean, just to sound like a crazy person. Cool, 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 cool. There's just, like, there's a lot of nuance in that one shot. Yeah, maybe uh, Robin went back, like, four times just to watch it. It was soft. I don't know what else to say. There's like this shoulder squeezing happening and it's not even just Murphy like putting his hand on top of Bellamy's hand. He puts his hand on and then he like rubs his hand. There's just a lot happening It's so soft. It really speaks to like their relationship and then obviously uh, the actor's relationship and it's just it. I love these two together. Make Murphy be canon you cowards. Make Murphy be canon. Everyone's like Bellamy should break up with Echo so that he can be with Cluck and I'm like Bellamy should break up with Echo. I mean, I love Echo. So yeah. it's like, you know, Becco, you know, it makes sense and it's great. But if Be- if Bellamy were to break up with Echo, Bellamy should be with Murphy. Murphy. And I'm going to say it every single time because the groundwork is there. I love it. It's there. Hello. That's literally enemies to friends to lovers. Hello. Oh. Mom. <laughs> Why did you just say mom? I say that I, I talked to my, I talked to my mom She's listening to this. Hello, 911. I have an emergency. Help, Mom. Murphy and Bellamy, they touched hands, and I don't know how to handle my emotions right now. Ma'am, please. This is for actual emergencies. Ma'am, please. This is an actual emergency. So everyone's allowed to stay in Sanctum. But nobody else. So no Kane, no Indra, no Nyla, no Octavia. Really convenient way to keep Kane continually in cryo. Yeah. This is going to be a problem for Abby, because they cut immediately to a shot of Abby going, okay, and I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. Yeah, something has to happen there. Though. Yeah, it's gonna take a while. Yeah, Dioza looks so happy, oh. and this was where your this is where my Amori yeah. at the end of season four thought happened was that Dioza looks like she finally has also found peace, and then it's immediately taken away from her. immediately taken away. However, they do say that like her, they literally say her face yeah is in books next to Hitler and Bin Laden. So it's like, why didn't you immediately recognize her? Yeah, like if. And do you not have jail? <laughs> this reminds me of what? Well, does he mean that I'm walking down the street and I see like an old, old man who I think might be Hitler based on my memory of what Hitler looks like? I'm not going to kill that guy either because I am often wrong. Also, Maddie, I think Dioza's Maddie's new hero. Oof. 
She Oof. never chooses the right people. No, she doesn't. But I thought it was so interesting that she said she calls the children of Gabriel terrorists. Mm-hmm. Where did you learn that word? Yeah. And also, like, after Dioza has continually been described as a terrorist, calling the other people terrorists who Dioza is She's going chosen- against? Mm-hmm. She's chosen to other Dioza from that word. Interesting, interesting, interesting writing choice. Interesting writing choice in that I think they're going to explore that more. Mm-hmm. Stay frosty. Millennial as crap. I love that. That's, wow. Like, it's millennial, but it's also, like, very sort of 90s. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. stay frosty. She said that, and I was like, that's such 90s slang. Yeah. I love that. They don't put her in jail. Do they not have jail? I guess not. Can't they put her, like, down in the shelter that is apparently, like, airtight? Because literally- That Simone, nobody ever hangs out in unless it's Eclipse, so. Simone literally says if she joins up with the children of Gabriel, this is going to be a problem. And I'm sitting there going, then why would you do it? Yeah. Then why are you sending her out there? Because, uh, like, totally she will. Yeah. It's like, if you were smart, you would either kill her immediately. Because, I mean, that's what someone very- That's what Dioza would have done. Yeah. Or you put her in jail. You don't set her out where your enemies are and hope that she doesn't rally them behind her because knowing who she is, you know that she's an incredibly charismatic person who can create an army. Yeah. It's just, it's like they threw that line in there to be like, ho ho, hope this doesn't happen. So then later when it does happen, they're like, oh, well, you know, we thought about this happening. Yeah. And I'm like, no. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's all we got. We ended on Dioza slash Octavia. I'm excited for the next episode. I sure would like to know what else is in it, but the previews are only six seconds long, so whatever. So now it's time for segments. My first segment is the post-apocalyptic Sasquatch, which is our favorite line award, and mine goes to Bellamy and Murphy for... I'm sorry. It's not your fault, man. Mine goes to Dioza for... You beat a bunch of criminals led by a sociopath in a battle for a valley that burned to the ground anyway. I'd call that a total failure to reach mission objective. What? My segment is which MILF was the most badass, and I'm gonna go for Gyoza. Yeah. Yeah. The most valuable protagonist award is my other segment, so this week's MVP, I'm gonna give it to Clark. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. She nailed it. We love a hero. Mm -hmm. And my last segment is Marcus Kane beard appreciation, but, um, he's still frozen, so. Stayed, stay frosty. Shout out to Russell's, though. That's a good beard. Mm. Yeah. Stay frosty. (laughs) <laughs> how many episodes is the last murder Aww. ah someone was decapitated today rough i mean technically they were already dead though true yeah true true but dioza killed that one child of gabriel so murder and then octavia <laughs> killed a whole bunch of them oh thanks mm. octavia thanks oh. dioza now it's time for a trailer reaction what little trailer there is yep all right okay trailer reactions in three two one Play. They're trying to kill us. Uh, someone's trying to kill them. Flashes of stuff. And now the trailer's over. Okay. Wow. I don't even care what they say. <laughs> Literally, right. it, someone's crying. Octavia's running. There's a shot of Simone with some skeletons, which, um, Simone and Russell with skeletons. I have questions about that. There's just a lot. There's some stuff in, like, the... I assume the Children of Gabriel stuff in the... Yeah. Woods. In the woods. Yeah. Someone's eye? I think it's Clark's. Because they have, like, this faraway shot of Clark laying down, so it, it kind of makes me wonder if it's her. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, and that's the right angle as well. Yeah. Yeah. What the heck is with these skeletons? Yeah, um... I can make no sense of this. I we, literally have no theory. Yeah, we noticed them in the trailer, and then we basically see 
Russell and Simone together. Is Clark paralyzed? With the it looks like she might be. Okay. And she kind of has to watch all of this horror for herself. But yeah, these people have issues. I don't know who's... Is this, this This feels like some sort of trip. Yeah, it feels like it's she's like, high. With like the, the blurring as well. Like, yeah. um, for example, when we are watching Sabrina, we watched the first season on our Riverdale feed. And we noticed that whenever like magic was happening, it was very, very blurry. Yeah. So that's what that reminds me of. Whose hands do you think these are uh, after the Russell and Simone kiss? Huh. I think one of them might be either Echoes or Clark's. Yeah, I got Clark vibes. Yeah. So we'll see about that one. It looks like, and maybe we're wrong, but it looks like um, male and female. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Octavia running with Rose. Rose. Yeah, Octavia has Rose. She says, you stop, you die. Then Children of Gabriel running after them. And that's it. And that's it. Cool. Uh, I gotta say, every, and I'll say it every time, these trailers, they're disappointing. They're bad. They're disappointing. Yeah. Um, I, there's nothing to, to parse from them, really. Half of that was just me being like, I don't know what this means. Yeah, it's just, like, it doesn't encourage speculation, it just encourages, okay, neat, see you next week. Yeah. Yeah, so. I don't, there's, uh, why even release them? Yeah, it's a little disappointing, so... Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Please, if you are so inclined, write us a review on iTunes. We like those. And we also have a survey. It's just in our description. It's perpetually open. We'd love to hear some things that you like about the podcast and some things that you don't like about the podcast so that we know what to change. If you're a fan of Riverdale, we like to talk about that show too. Uh, we just finished, Jesus, we just finished season three. Yeah, Um. actually, the when this comes out, the season three finale podcast goes out on Wednesday. That's amazing. So appreciate that. And honestly, it was freaking fantastic i am obsessed and you should catch up in the hiatus if you just want if you want something mindless garbage and our podcast is there for you but mindless garbage that i will defend to my dying day because i it's camp it's high camp it definitely exactly what it is yeah and also you can find chilling adventures with sabrina on the riverdale feed too if that's what you're into yeah and we'll be releasing uh season two during the hiatus of riverdale so yeah Uh, if you're a fan of lost which yeah yeah uh we like to talk about that show too um season two is slowly happening and we have guests over there and we're having a good time so join us if you're a fan of stranger things we like to talk about that show too we are we're wrapping up season one we're coming to the end of season one right now uh in time for season three to air yeah Yeah. very excited oh my god we love that pod Mm -hmm. you can follow at the aficionados on twitter facebook tumblr instagram rebel youtube but mostly twitter i do post a lot of gifts um on tumblr and I work really hard on them, so please follow us over there <laughs> to support me. And our Patreon is patreon.com slash theaficionados. If you have a spare dollar, we would really appreciate it to help with our hosting fees. Yeah, it's majorly expensive. We have to pay for five different SoundCloud pros. And those add up. Yeah, they do. So, you know. And I'm already bad at math. Listening to a podcast is free. Making a podcast is not free. And yeah, we want to true. continue to offer it freely. So if you um, feel like it's worth your money we would appreciate it oh yeah it's very important to me that uh, so much of this remains free yeah yeah uh you can follow me personally at robin e jeffrey that's r-o-e-y-n-e-j-e-f-f-r-e-y pretty much everywhere and i also run at the hundred script but i am lazy and i have been <laughs> neglecting it you're a lazy piece of garbage yeah you can follow me on Twitter at Abertania, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. The next episode is episode 604. It's called The Face Behind the Glass. Ooh. Ooh. Mirrors? Question mark? What is this mirror fantasy? Who knows? You know what the face behind the glass is? 
Ginger, Coco, Alyssa Edwards, and Tati. They were faces behind the glass. That makes no sense to anybody. Thank you so much. That was a RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 2 reference. I'm so sorry. We got so far. Yeah, we got through the whole podcast without bringing up drag queens, but you know what? I, I came in clutch right at the end. Good for me. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. <laughs>